Hello. Hello. I am Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt and Emily. Yay. That was that was good. That was good. That was a solid intro. <laughs> it's a good placeholder before we have a, a song, which we still don't have. <laughs> there we go. That was like Christmassy. It was very Christmassy. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't actually like Christmas music. Oh wow. That's a fun that's a that's a fun fact about you. I would I don't know what I would have said. I think if someone said, do you think Emily likes Christmas music? I would have said, yeah, she does. I have been told that. But I seem like a person that would like Christmas music. But I actively dislike Christmas music. Unless it's the OC Christmas album. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah. You talked about <laughs> a specific thing. Maybe we talked about Christmas music in general. Did we talk about it on that? I don't think so. It was so long ago. It was a long time ago. It's episode three. three. This is 008. Last week was 007, like James Bond. Oh. I've started labeling them with numbers like that. Because uh, it seems like that's a popular thing to, to number them, but like do zero, zero, mm-hmm. and then the number. So uh, when we just uh, put out the last episode, I call it 006, which is the villain in uh, uh, GoldenEye. He's 006. I didn't know that. You did? I didn't. 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 Did not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... You were pretty young when that movie came out. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen a James Bond movie. Wow. Wow. Well, I, wish, I, hmm? I tried to watch Skyfall, but then I fell asleep in the middle of it. Mm, that's a good one, too. I know, but I was tired. But it might be better if you've seen other James Bond movies. That's how I, that's how I felt when we had the Zelda episode, and you asked, if I was to buy a video game, what should I start with? Mm-hmm. And I said Mario, and Alex said Zelda, or the new Zelda. Mm-hmm. And I said Mario because I think it's a good intro intro into the games mm-hmm. instead of like, because like Zelda was really cool, but only because like we had played like lots of video games. Yeah. Anyways, should we bring our guest on? We should bring our guest on. Guys, we have a guest this week. Woo. Woo. That's our f- fourth guest. This is our fourth guest. Our fourth guest. Double of four. <laughs> my dear friend, my teammate, Andrew Adams. Hi, guys. <laughs> thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for agreeing to be here. <laughs> You make it sound like there was a slight bit of like against my will, but this is very much, uh, what's the opposite of, a, of with my... With free will? With, with free will. With consent. <laughs> I am happy to be here. Uh, I maybe covered this a little, we chatted the other day watching hockey, and I mentioned that I've been writing formal emails. This was on the podcast last week that I've been starting to like be very formal with people, and I, I'm i trying to write this email to like, uh, I haven't finished it yet, <laughs> but it's like to say like... Thanks for agreeing to be on the podcast, but that sounds like so weird to me and so mechanical. Like, thank you for agreeing to be here. I don't know. <laughs> That's a little insight on the, the copywriting I've been doing lately. <laughs> um, I would say I asked Andrew by going like, hey, do you want to be on this podcast? And he said, sure. And I said, great. It was very formal. Yes. Several uh, attorneys were brought in the process. We do have to talk to your PR person um, in regards to any photos or anything yes. we take. So. My team is waiting in the other room, so. Yeah, it was sort of annoying that I had to like give them snacks and Yeah. I know. I'm didn't... sorry. I'm sorry the rider was long. I've been told about that in the past, but only green M&Ms or whatever. Yeah. It's the... I have a, I have a thing with green, you know. Kermit was a real hero for me. I've heard people do that not to be like jerks, but to like see like if they can do this one thing, then they can like Yeah, that's the uh, Van Halen did that. Yeah. That was like in their con- Yeah, cuz it was like I think oh possible corrections uh <laughs> that this is van halen but it was definitely a band like an 80s band that was like or whatever uh a, ba- a big band in the 80s um 
And it was because they had such big production value in their thing, like that their the pyrotechnic needed to be such a specific way or the stage needed to be able to support a certain weight and all these like little details that that's he so he put the green M&Ms thing in there to be like, well, if they missed that detail, what other details did they miss? Mm. So yes, exactly what you're saying. Just extrapolating. <laughs> I don't, I'm very self-conscious about sounding like I'm mansplaining on this <laughs> podcast. Well, you took my half fact and made it a real fact. Yes. And I learned something from it. That's a, that was a really smart way to go about making sure that they're not going to have a stage that's going to collapse. Yeah, I think there was like a story that once they either did have a, like not a collapse collapse, but they did have like a stage that wasn't up to specification. So they had to like cancel the show or something like that. I'm less accurate about this fact. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, thank you for being here. Um, We all watched hockey the other day. Mm -hmm. We did. We had a pre-pod. Yep, it was fun. We had other ideas. Watch the first games of each round (laughs) of... I'm wording this weird. <laughs> we each were at a we were at a bar. We were each at different bars, watching <laughs> we were, the same game. Yeah. Uh huh. Not the other way around. We were at the same bar. We were watching different games yes. together. Yes, that's true. Three different hockey fans in the same room, but together. Truly, I just wanted to see Emily's team win because she seemed the most stressed out about it. I was so stressed out, <laughs> and that was definitely the best game. Of the yeah, game. I know blowouts in. In one person's favor, blowout, not in the other person's favor, and then just a, a nail biter that oh, went into my overtime. God. Yeah. I had never seen that side of Emily before. Oh God, I just I just want my teams to win. <laughs> um well go blue jackets, right? Go jackets. Yeah. Go jackets. <laughs> go jackets. Um, Does anyone call them the Jackies? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> they go by the CBJ, the jackets. When did they get rid of the bumblebee? They still he's still our mascot. Is he still there? Yeah. Okay. But when Hitchcock was the coach around two thousand seven ish, he like pushed the Civil War aspect and that's when we got the cannon. The blue jacket is gonna be a topic of mine in October. Is it a Civil War? Yeah. Like the North were blue jackets? Yeah. Is that the And Ohio had a lot of members of the Union Army and produced a lot of the jackets. I I don't know. I think that was, I was trying to think what they were. And I think my main thing was bees. <laughs> For, <laughs> or when like, they, yeah. When they were first a franchise, like when they first started, their mascot was a, a, a blue jacket, like a stinger. His name is Stinger. He's still our mascot. So like, that's like the Charlotte Hornets because they're like a teal mm-hmm. color. So they were like the same mascot almost. They were a bluish purple jacket. Yeah. When I was a kid, that was like my favorite team because the the colors were so I don't know. I didn't have any like opinion, and I still don't. I don't have any. Their basketball team, right? I, I, so, are they still? No. Oh, they very much are. So, little known fact: I am actually a Charlotte Hornets fan. Whoa. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's so it kind of came about because I'm I'm a big UConn Huskies college fan, and my favorite player is Kemba Walker, who is like people love Michael Jordan and LeBron James. He's basically the next best after those two, mm-hmm. like just above Magic Johnson. Like it's you know there's a. It's a fine territory for Kemba Walker. Is um, this a biased thing or a true thing? This is very biased, unbelievably <laughs> biased. But he plays for the Charlotte Hornets, and I was like never a big NBA fan growing up. You know, I like liked the local teams, but the local teams are not very good and hard to like really get behind uh, most of the time. So yeah, I just kind of followed Kemba to being a Hornets fan, and I am all about it now because they have so the Hornets are their mascot, right? Uh, on their jerseys, they wear Buzz City. Oh, that's good. The that's court a- has a has a honeycomb design. Ooh, I like that. So they call it the hive, and when it's buzzing, they say the hive is alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's some good marketing. That's um, well done. Now that I live 
not where I grew up, I I see like the appeal of like rooting for a team that isn't like just root for a team that's fun. You know, like who cares? I don't know. I mean, I guess most people don't move far enough, like move out of their local sports thing. Like a lot of people stay in that local area. Uh, but now that I live here and I don't root for any of the local teams and all my teams are far away, it doesn't feel as weird to like a team that isn't from around there. <laughs> I think I have a different idea of rooting for teams when you move away from your home. Okay. Like I've always been a Blue Jacket fan. But I think moving to New York made my Blue Jackets fandom much more because I associated it with being home and loving home. Uh, I mean, mine is not out of love, but I mean, I'm I even I'm a big Red Sox fan, so living you in New York is like a <laughs> that's like a stoked the anger instead of the love. <laughs> and you're 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 in the small minority when you're in a different city, so like. Obviously, being a Blue Jackets fan, I can't imagine there's a ton of Blue Jackets fans in New mm-hmm. York City. Um, so you're kind of, you're like, you're the, when the Blue Jackets are playing, it's like, oh, I have one friend who's a Blue Jackets fan, and that's Emily. Like, there are more Red Sox fans, but at the same time, it's obviously a much more Yankee-centric area. So you're like the Red Sox fan that kind of gets all the piled on Yeah, it's attention. like, when I run into other Red Sox fans, it's like a good, it's like, it doesn't happen that often. Although I also like... I can get behind the Mets because they're also not the Yankees and there are a lot of Mets fans here. So <laughs> it's such a, it's a commonly shared like, like yeah. bond of just not Yankees just going for their two rivals, which as a Yankee fan, I totally understand. Mm-hmm. See, I don't, I have nothing wrong with the Mets. Like, a lot of Mets fans don't like the Yankees, but it's, there's no way to say it without sounding really pompous, but like the Yankees have just like always been better. So I have like, I don't have a reason to not like the Mets. Yeah. I, as much. I, I would have to say that that's, that makes a lot of sense um, because, yeah, I mean, what do the Yankees have to worry about? They're always competitive where the Mets, although this year are doing well, are, are. often not competitive. <laughs> and they also don't directly compete with each other. Like Red Sox-Yankees actually play each other 18 times a year where like the Mets actually do play the Subway Series, but that's only like six games maybe yeah. or something. Significantly fewer games and they're not in the same division, so they don't compete for the same playoff spots. Baseball, I have no idea what Andrew's topic is. It could be baseball, but uh, we'll be sure to talk more baseball in the, in the few, over the next few months while baseball season is still existing. Uh, I do want to point out one thing in my room that I want uh, Andrew to be sure he looks right at. The Nolan Ryan picture. I am a big fan of Nolan Ryan. And then there's a thing nice. above that. Uh, <laughs> the poster for Thursday and Rise Against with Circus Survive and Billy Talent. No, I mean, a, I mean to the right of that. I'm missing, I see a Shakespearean insults poster. I don't know what you're referring to. There's a red, oh, 2004 World Champs. Yeah. Yeah, when the Red Sox won in 2004. Um, I just, I mean, I don't, need, I don't need a taunt. I just wanted to point that out. Thank um, you for doing that. Um, it's a dark period of my life. <laughs> Real quick, when we were watching the hockey game this week, with I was with these two fools, um, and <laughs> I midway through, yeah, I'd probably five minutes into the game, I cared about. Um, I stopped being able to have conversations or eat, and they just watched the Red Sox Yankees game while I hid my head in fear and stress. Yes, we had four screens going. Really, if we were counting the three TVs we were diligently watching for hockey and the cell phone with uh streaming the the, the game <laughs> yeah that was uh we were so we were watching the yankees red sox baseball game and boston was having a great night mm-hmm. for matt and new york was not holding up for me uh ohio them, did great them's the breaks ohio did great i mean boston did great all around i watched them win the bruins also that's won. true yeah that's it you don't have to this is, this is a weird sports talk version of this podcast this week <laughs> should we 
Um, we should talk about the tea, right? Talking tea. Talking tea. Welcome um, to this segment. Talking tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what I wanted to say. I was gonna say like the talking tea, like how they did the Talking Dead. <laughs> Remember that thing? I do. I never watched it, but I know it's a thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, this tea, masala chai. It's the name of the tea. It is by the uh, Adagio. I haven't figured out how to pronounce this yet. Adagio teas, Adagio teas. I would go Adagio, but Adagio, I think, is also Sounds like a dog. Adagio. Adagio. <laughs> it is a black tea. Cover the, that thing. <laughs> the newest part of this is we steeped it for seven minutes at 212 degrees Fahrenheit, <laughs> which is boiling. <laughs> we, Matt even measured it. I would say we measured it, but I had nothing to do with it. I didn't even see it happen. Uh, you have, you, the listeners have spoken and we have listened that we need to talk about the making of the tea process. <laughs> Let me tell you, as someone who doesn't drink tea very often, and when I do, it's lipped in, uh, plain Jane teas. Uh, it was a process. I was very taken aback by all of the instruments that were used by the, uh, yes, yeah, I came to a professional tea making facility. I'm glad I did. Uh, we're, thank you. We're, Honestly, thank you. Yes. Thank you. We're trying to compete with our critics right <laughs> don't let them win no one's ever no one has been so mean about it but people are like what temperature and do you steep at the right amount and i'm we're all like yeah well we try we put it we'll do it for like five minutes whatever and then i don't know we do it is a loose leaf tea usually uh so it does require More some care. some level of care mm-hmm. um but i don't know we just the thing is, is, this tea is this 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 podcast is about tea and friendship, but it's you know it's more about the friendship. That's true. <laughs> the tea brings us together, but the, the friendships sh- the friendships are what we get out of it. Yeah, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I I think we I think our best skill as as host of this is to come up with the corniest stuff we can possibly say. <laughs> uh, ingredients list. Should I go down it? Please do. Black tea, cardamom, ginger root. Cloves, natural cinnamon flavor, and cinnamon bark. Pretty nice, huh? I can definitely taste the cinnamon bark. Um, there are uh, there's whole cloves in this. I saw it when I was putting it in the little. Uh, what do you call that, Emily? Tea strainer infuser thing. Infuser. I think that's that's what I was going for. Strainer works as well. <laughs> uh, the thing that keeps the loose leaf tea from being in the tea the whole time. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's the other thing. We don't we don't leave our tea in the in the pot. We don't. I think that's a pretty common thing. Is people just leave the tea bag in. You got to take that out. It gets bitter. It gets bitter. You got to take it out. That's why I don't like when I go to when I go to a place and they they make you tea and they like stuff it in the the cup and it's yeah. hard to get the bag out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, this was uh, to this is the free tea <laughs> that I received when I bought week double oh four. Uh, episode uh the uh, legend of zelda tea they sent me this tea for free and now we're drinking it <laughs> pretty good for free tea it's very good uh i like th- this seems to be a good place they yeah. should become a sponsor <laughs> listen if you tell us how to say your name tea company adagio adagio we will fully support your tea even if it's not pronounced a doggio, it should be, and there should be a mascot that's a dog because everyone loves dogs, and that would just be a great marketing yeah. idea for them. I do think it's a solid tea. It has a nice flavor. It's smooth. 
smooth it's yeah. a good that's a good word for it uh i can i think all the ingredients really pop like you can really tell it has cloves and cinnamon and ginger yeah. in it like i can it definitely feels, take the, taste the cinnamon uh, the only thing i don't i mean i've had cardamom before i guess but i don't know that uh i don't know that flavor like alone <laughs> yeah i mean you i put it in pumpkin things right uh, maybe not i don't know i don't know i definitely own it listeners <laughs> it does have like a it does taste a little like a pumpkin pie not in the yeah. pumpkin-y sense, but like those extra flavors that are there. Chai spices are similar to pumpkin pie spices. All I know is that there's a thing called like pumpkin pie spice and like has everything in it yeah. already. <laughs> I also have that. Um, Andrew, as a person who uh, mostly has Lipton tea bags, how was your experience with this fancy tea? Uh, fancy is definitely what I would use to describe it. Um, it's, it's very nice. I typically, don't, I'm not very adventurous with my tea drinking. Most of the time when I'm drinking tea, it's because I have like a sore throat or I'm not feeling well. So it's kind of associated with, you know, more negative experiences. But this is this is very delightful. Um, I taste the cinnamon bark. I taste uh, some other some other flavors that I'm just not used to drinking. I'm more used to eating. So it's kind of a nice like palate changer. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's wonderful. You guys picked a great tea. And oh, yeah. It makes me think it. I should try to open that up a little more and drink more teas. Um, I, you know, I hope that maybe people listening to this, it gets them hooked on different teas. Like they, they just want to go to like a store and buy tea or they want to drink tea while they're listening to this podcast. Yeah. My dream. I don't know. This is really my dream, but this is a dream. We'll put this in a list of dreams I have. So people get together and listen to this podcast while drinking tea (laughs) and they're just, they're not talking to each other. They're listening to us talk. (laughs) That'd be fun. That would be nice. Send us your pictures of your TBD parties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. You gotta, if you want something to come true, you have to put it out there. <laughs> you can't just. That's hope. true. You have to vision board it. Put it out in the world. Put the thoughts out there, and someone will make it happen for you. Punching the microphones. We have to have microphone talk every episode, so it's a good thing that you did that. <laughs> how how are my, how are my levels? You're looking pretty good. Great. The big key is just talking right in that microphone. <laughs> it's funny because I hear this occasionally on other podcasts where people. Talk, tell people and i'm like oh i've become the person who has to say talking to the microphone <laughs> i've become them um it just means you have a legit podcast uh yeah i guess so welcome to tbd a legit podcast <laughs> i do think i don't have no idea where most people record their podcasts um like i know like professional people have like studios they go to but we just do it in my living room so i don't know like other people of our sophistication of podcasting you know like not famous or whatever like i guess in my mind anyone famous like records in a studio and everyone not famous records in a living room maybe um i will say that my favorite murder as discussed on this podcast previously they record in their one of the girls living rooms oh well then i feel like even more like that podcast than i've ever felt before (laughs) maybe we'll someday we'll have a murder person on the show (laughs) Now, do you like they'll talk about murders. <laughs> someone who has committed a murder? Someone who has witnessed a murder? I hope just somebody who's interested in murders. I yeah. Hope, like that's a fair. person who listens to who's would listen like, to my favorite murder would come yeah. here. I feel like that's a pretty common thing yeah. people are into these days. That's true. True crime. Right. I used to listen to a true crime podca- podcast and then I found out the host was problematic and I stopped listening. <laughs> that seems to be the case for a lot of things that people like nowadays. It's like every day it's just like, oh, this thing that I really like and this person that I really like that does it. Um, is a bad person. There's a lot of bad people. 
I will say that I didn't, I was never really crazy with the host. I uh, was a little so-so about him. And then I heard about the problematicness and I was like, well, this makes it easy for me to quit. Cause I already wasn't like, I liked it enough that I was listening to it, but not enough. Like there was no way I was going to be blind to <laughs> that. Like I was like, it was an un- unacceptable level of me, whatever. I get it. It was fine. I was like, okay, one less podcast I have, lis- I have to listen to. Yeah. You know, if it's between TBD and a problematic podcast, guys, make sure you get rid of that other podcast and not us. So we are not <laughs> problematic. No. We work really hard to not be problematic. <laughs> uh, it's the worst thing you can be in 2018. It's my, that's my slogan, being problematic. <laughs> Just really covers all the bases. What was the other thing you said about 2018 uh, and we, 2017? Um, uh, we don't call women crazy. Oh. <laughs> uh, which is true. We don't. Um, that It has become problematic to call women crazy. Uh, and not for no reason. I'm not saying that. Uh, face- uh, what do I want? Facetiously? Jokingly. No, facetiously. That's the word I want. That's I just, a better word. Yes. I wanted to make sure. I, that was what I thought was the word I wanted to say. And then I questioned myself. But it is the word. Um. Any more? Hmm? I was going to ask if we felt good about this tea talk. I think we're good about tea talk. Uh, I was going to move on to yeah. mini top. <laughs> God. <sighs> mini top for the, uh, the TBD pod. Mini top. Ugh, I hate these. Um, okay. You said top. I did. I I don't hate myself, but I do hate a lot of things I say. <laughs> I I listen back to every one of these podcasts and afterwards I'm like, what a moron am I? <laughs> um. Okay, well, this week, it is my mini topic. I have decided, because I did not have a topic until we basically sat down and record, (laughs) that I was going to basically just expand upon something from a previous episode that uh, it was not my topic day, it was Emily's topic day, but I kept bringing something up. And I might keep bringing this thing up because I like bringing it up. And that is the television show, Gotham. (laughs) Uh I am obsessed with this show, even though it's like, I think it's like objectively a bad TV show. I'm not even sure anymore. I think I have lost sight of whether it is good or bad. Uh, Cause I love, so it's, so the show is about like, it's basically about Batman, but before, but before Batman exists. So it's like the origin story of like everything going wrong in Gotham city and the rise of all the, the, the criminal villains and there is like Bruce Wayne is in it, but he's not Batman yet. And it like the first season was sort of objectively kind of bad <laughs> and like all over the place. But now they've really embraced that they are insane. Like the show is insane. And so now I love it. What makes the show so insane? I've never seen Gotham. I've heard good things about it. Um, but I'm curious what makes it so. Everything is over the top. Like people like characters die all the time and then they like get brought back to life through like magic or science or something. And they're just like, it's fine there. This person never died. And like, you can like literally, and sometimes the show like jokes about it, but you can never trust that a character is dead ever. (laughs) See, that's, I love game of Thrones. That's my one gripe with that is no matter what the world is that you're living in, that the show exists in, there have to be some defined set of rules if the rules are that magic exists and this and that can happen and dragons can fly and that's fine. But there have to be rules of like people die and then they're dead and that's the end of it. And all of a sudden if a character who died just can come back or some new invention of magic can be brought into the world, the walls fall down and I don't know who to trust. And it's like, 
it's it, hard to follow it. That's kind of where like shows lose me. It's so I'll say that this show, I think that's maybe one of the problems of the first season is that it had like a tone issue because sometimes it was like trying to be like serious. Sometimes it was like melodramatic. Sometimes it was like purposely like over the top, like just like crazy town, like people would murder each other in like the silliest like ways. And so it would keep switching around and it was like kind of distracting to be like, well, does this person feel this way or this way or, or whatever? And also some of the characters were just plain annoying. <laughs> But now they've like really leaned into just like the over the top part. Like it's very campy. Uh, I love a like, campy TV show. Yeah. It's just so like instead of so there's almost like no serious moments now. Like even serious stuff now is like undercut by like the ridiculousness. It's very it's also it's also very like comic book in that way where like like the Batman movies tend to be like pretty self-serious or like any of the a lot. Most superhero movies now are pretty serious. Like the best ones in recent memory to me are like the are the funnier ones so like the latest like spider-man or like the guardians of the galaxy movies like those are really fun because they're like there's so much humor in them and there's like stakes which is like how comic books really are i mean they're supposed to be kind of funny that's the comic part right (laughs) uh but this gotham is like like the the villains plans will like they make no sense but like almost to uh, like on purpose like it's not like plot holes it's like they really did write it to be the craziest (laughs) plan and the villains like i mean they i guess like they're doing a really good job of making everyone larger than life like you know no one makes true sense maybe the maybe bruce wayne is like kind of makes sense but everyone else is off the walls (laughs) to relate this to my topic for when i we first discussed gotham the oc um, which is a great TV show with no flaws. Um, it also at times engaged in melodrama and um, over the topness, which is why Ryan Atwood stars in both. Uh, and that's uh, what's his face? Ben McKenzie. <laughs> ben McKenzie. <laughs> Keep forgetting his name. I see it every week when I watch, and it comes on the screen. It's also it's one of the only shows I watch every week. Like I watch it um, consistent. Like as soon as it comes, like I watch it on Hulu like the next day. But I'll watch it like the next day every time. And I don't have many shows that I do that with. I have like two or three. <laughs> uh, yeah. I appreciate the support for Ryan Atwood and all of his career endeavors. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it in honor of the OC. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, a lot of the there is like some really. I think one of the weird things of the show is there's a lot of really good acting in it. Like for a show that is like so stupid. Um, the guy who plays the penguin is like really. I don't know anyone's name. I'm not good at that. But he's like pretty he's pretty cool i don't know he's like he just like because like they're trying to do like the penguin in traditional traditional comic book like he's like danny devito in in that movie and he's like always this like really like gross like kind of like pig of a man like gangster dude and like in this one he's like he's like a dapper (laughs) uh young like mobster it's very uh it, they really flipped it on that, but like the guy who plays it, like does such a good job being like this kind of psycho. Like he has like his wild moments. Like he'll murder somebody out of nowhere, but you don't expect it because he's like dressed so nicely and acts so politely and <laughs> things like that. And he's a mama's boy, which is a fun Aww. twist in the character. <laughs> I have a question about the penguin. Mm-hmm. So like I know the Joker's history. Well, I don't know if I know his history, and I know Blaine, Two Two Face. I know his vaguely. There's Two Face. Who do you want? <laughs> but what? What is the penguin? Why is he bad? Um, he's so he's more of like a 
he's he's more like your traditional like mafia kind of mm-hmm. bad guy. So he, I don't like. There are like certain things like he hates certain people. I think one story is that so he's from the Cobblepot family. He's uh, um, which I think. I mean, it depends on the storyline you're listening, you're like paying attention to because Batman's been around since the 40s. So like they've like rewritten a lot of backstories. But I think one of the main ones is that his rich family was like in contrast to the Wayne's, Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne's family. And so they were like mortal enemies in that way. Um, uh, he also hates the Joker in the in a lot of the lore, like the Joker and him like are also enemies with each other, like bitterly enemies. <laughs> You would think they'd want to team up to fight Batman, get rid of Batman, and then go against each other. But yeah. I guess when you're a villain, you're not clearly thinking through your decisions. Um, some of the villains get to get, are more friendly with each other. Like Penguin and Riddler will be friends from time to time, or like Catwoman and Poison Ivy will be friends. Um, Joker, I feel like uh, is often on his own because he's all about chaos. Um, Wait, but- so I have to go back. <clears throat> so I'm not a big superhero enthusiast so i may make a dumb statement here or there is catwoman a villain uh catwoman is in between so she uh so like in the same way that like batman is not afraid to break the law to do what he thinks is right um so in some ways batman like like if you think of like superman is like an all good good guy like everything superman does is good um he wouldn't i don't know have you seen the last superman movie um I had I didn't see Justice League, but the super- Batman. Well, I saw Batman vs Superman, and I saw no the one Steel. where he destroyed an entire city. Well, yeah, well, so that's because they don't know how to make movies. So they okay, like they like wrecked a city because they were they were too they were both too powerful. So they were fighting each other so much that they ruined everything. Uh, uh, I feel like there's a lot of building collateral damage that just kind of goes unnoticed in superhero movies. Well, sort of after that movie and it got a lot of flack, I think other movies tried to do their best to be like, to like call buildings like abandoned or like work hard to like evacuate people from the area. Like it became a trope almost to like make sure no casualties happened because <laughs> people really made fun of that movie for killing like thousands of people. <laughs> like, I mean, you don't know that they did, but like, you're like, well, if all those buildings collapsed, that was a lot of dead people. <laughs> you should just have, have like one character who's like an insurance adjuster that like goes around to all these movies after, you know, after Batman has done saving the city and 12 buildings have collapsed and just kind of like assess how much damage that really caused. The city. I mean, that's what they did in the Incredibles. After the first part, they get sued. The superheroes get sued. Yeah. So they have to go underground. Yeah. Incredibles is also like the ultimate parody of like superhero stuff. It's like so perfect in every way. I love it. I should watch that. I could talk. You haven't seen it? I know. I <gasps> have seen a lot of Pixar movies. I'm not a, I haven't seen a lot of movies. I've seen a lot of Pixar movies though. Uh, I think the Incredibles was like the beginning of the, like when I stopped watching. That's absurd. Pixar movies. Yeah, like 2004. It's pretty old now. Really? Wow. I think so. I guess I have no excuse. It's been no, a while. I guess I saw Cars, which was 06. So maybe I just missed that one. That's an objectively worse film. No, I didn't say... I mean, it was okay, but... Incredibles is like, I would say, one of the best of the Pixar movies. I'd go top three. This uh, this episode is not about... Po- uh, this podcast is not about Pixar today. It's not. This podcast is not about Pixar today. I needed to get our catchphrase. This episode is not about out there. <laughs> um. So Gotham. Back to Gotham. Gotham, yeah. Um, what season is it in? Uh, this is four that they're in right now, I think. Three or four? Ooh, I've forgotten. <laughs> um, 
I'm not, I don't, I guess I'm not, I'm generally not that good at that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I just watch and I watch as it goes on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I know what season any TV show is in that I watch. Mm-mm. Unless it's like highly publicized that it's like the seventh and final season of something mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, just going back to Gotham, keep it on the Gotham thing. You guys are like asking like backstories, but I think what's great is that this show like almost doesn't care. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. You're asking the unimportant questions. Just focus um, on Batman. It's like they will just have for no reason like alter someone's backstory entirely. And they're like, whatever. And they like invent new characters. Like this is a new character. We know Batman has like a hundred villains in the comic books, but we're going to make new villains up <laughs> anyways. Or like people's allegiances are all like crazy and whatnot. I'd say, although I will say the penguin in this, he does like, he works, his sort of stories, he works his way up through the, the like sort of mafia of the world. There's like two crime families the, that are big in Batman. There's the Falcons and the, uh, what's the other one? Um, Maroney. Yeah. Uh, and so they're like the two big crime families. And the whole, the sort of backstory of Batman is sort of like that the city always had these like crime families running it. So like Gotham was always run by, there was always a lot of crime, but it was run by these like two competing mob families. And then sort of Batman sort of wanted to stop that from happening. And then that led to the rise of super villains. So like the mob people are always sort of, they've always been there, but they sort of like in the beginning were more important. Sort of that movie Batman Begins, like they have a whole crime family thing, but then like from the, from that, like, the crazy supervillains arise and like the mob people don't know how to deal with the fact that they've now been like deprioritized. Like they're not the big bads anymore. Uh, but Penguin in Gotham rises from sort of rises from the inner rankings of that. That's pretty intense. It's yeah. tough when you're on top and you get knocked down a peg. You have to readjust to that. Batman's taken over the city. Yeah. And now it's full of villains. Cause it is kind of this weird thing where the show goes like, from Gotham being like a scummy town to like being overrun with these like super powered maniacs. (laughs) I mean, the show is so crazy that like you'll go three episodes without seeing like a character because it's so like overloaded. It's so Mm -hmm. overstuffed with stuff that like characters will just like not appear for like episodes at a time. (laughs) Um, I think they allude to like maybe like 30 different villains in the whole show. And like some of them are like the main ones. Like they've got like Joker, Riddler, Penguin, whatnot. Mr. Freeze is in it too. Who's like, famous for being in the movies but is like like a minor sort of a minor character on gotham like a minor villain is robin in it uh there has not been a robin yet i mean i mean bruce wayne is still like a teenager or like 20 or something in this i don't know he's sort of an indeterminate age (laughs) it's that thing where like the child actor like outpaces the show when they're Mm, growing up yes uh i don't it's unclear how old he's supposed to be but robin is like a child so like oh or often is like significantly younger than than batman so he might not even be alive he may not be that's true like catwoman is batman's age in this so she's like also like a child but then there are like adults running around doing stuff too (laughs) oh i was gonna explain catwoman earlier and i feel like maybe i didn't (laughs) well i got the vibe that she's a little on the fence as far as far as if she's a villain or if she's with batman yeah i mean batman and her have like a will they won't they kind oh, of thing classic um which comes up in gotham and is also just in the regular stuff the regular like comic books and things but so sometimes she's like portrayed more as a villain and sometimes she's more of like in between um 
depends on where she how she's feeling in that run of comic books because <laughs> um, there's certain other characters that like get along with other like there's certain villains who like will appear in like so like say they haven't like appeared for a while and then they'll, like appear but they're not really a villain anymore they're kind of just like someone who was a bad guy mm. or there's there's still a villain but they don't care right now <laughs> like they're just like <laughs> nothing worse than an apathetic villain um because there's like that like level of like sharing they got to share like otherwise like gotham would be all these villains all the time so like sometimes the villains are in jail or they're just hanging out in there in hiding somewhere coming up with their new villain schemes for when they get out yeah when the penguin's done making his mess here comes the joker to put bombs on two boats in the hudson to make you make a decision yeah that's often what they a lot of the some of the comics do like jump from they'll like they'll have a run of things and they'll jump from like villain to villain like he'll batman will dispatch the first one and then it turns out it's like the second one is also there sounds Uh, like so much work for batman to have to do he's a very busy guy he's busy his work-life balance not not great i mean there's one batman and then you know there's like batgirl and robin but they're not always around and considering there's all these villains i mean he's always busy beating whatever villain is there real quick gotham Mm -hmm. gotham is like new york right it is based on new york yes okay it is not new york but it is based on it uh in the batman universe like uh there are like um, other American cities. I don't know if they ever mentioned New York as a separate place, but I know like Cleveland exists in like Batman. Go Cavs. Um, or the Dark Knight Rises. Cause I think that's the one where like Commissioner Gordon's wife like is in Cleveland. <laughs> is in that movie, is LeBron a villain for having just shut left your to mouth. go to South Beach? I'm asking a question. I didn't like him at that time. Uh, right. Right. Like when did that movie come out? Uh, Dark Knight Rises. When was that? Uh, is it the one with the Joker and Heath Ledger? No, that's the. This is the one with Bane. This is the third. Oh, one. oh, that was like I was in college. That was like 2011 or 2012, right? Uh, yeah, I want to say 2012. So that was like a year, two years after LeBron went to Miami. So that's like prime LeBron villain time. Yeah, so he was a big part of that movie. I don't know if you guys. I guess you guys didn't see it because if you would have remembered LeBron um, being right, in it, <laughs> I would have. Yeah, I saw Space Jam, but I just happened to miss the the sequel of Batman Rises. Um. Catwoman is in that, and it's a very will they, won't they in that one. Do they ever? I won't spoil it. Will they ever? Will you tell me off air? I will. Uh, <laughs> Anne Hathaway is Catwoman. I think I did know that. And uh, Ben Mendelsohn, who no one ever remembers who that is, is uh, one of the villains. He plays uh, Director Krennic in Rogue One. And, oh, I know who that is. Uh, yeah, that guy. And... Uh, well, this is in that. <laughs> and then uh, Tom Hardy is Bane. Uh, it's pretty good. I, I got mixed reviews, but I thought it was good. It was hard to follow up the second one. The second one was uh, the the Dark Knight, right? Yes, that was, called, was yes. one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's it's true. That was very good. I saw that multiple times. Could talk about that. Right. Um, Can I say one more quick thing about Gotham? One more quick thing, and then I think you're going to tie the T into it somehow. Yeah, that's what was, no, that's definitely <laughs> what I'm doing. Please do. Okay, so. Matt does not have a tie-in. I'm calling him out right now. A tie-in from his tea to his topic, but I do. <laughs> Good. Okay, so chai is a blend of spices. Black tea, cardamom, ginger root, cloves, natural cinnamon flavor, cinnamon bark. Just like Gotham is a blend of villains and superheroes. Wow. Thank you. No problem. I did that for you. 
I almost, I was doing it. I was like, this is also Black Tea and he's the Dark Knight, which which Matt, which is also the tie-in I had with my emo music episode, which was that I had a Black Tea and emo people have black dyed hair. <laughs> a solid connection you made. I got to stop connecting the, <laughs> the Black Tea aspect of things because a good solid 40% of the teas we drink are Black Teas. <laughs> That's true. Um, I think that math works out, but we'll get to more math. At the, at we the, have math later. The corrections part of the podcast. Uh, so. All right. Well, I think that that wraps up Gotham. Uh, we maybe went over over it, but we we ventured into uh, um, other Batman aspects. So, yeah. uh, Andrew, Andrew, would you Hello. like us like what? to lead us in your topic? Uh, well, my topic was briefly discussed already on the podcast, but we can revisit back to it. Nice. Uh, it's Christmas carols. No, it's not. I, um, <laughs> oh, thank God, because I would leave. I have some. I know you have some strong opinions on Christmas carols, and I do think that time should be allotted to break those down thoroughly, but it is, looking outside, you really couldn't tell, but it should be spring outside, <laughs> so we can wait a few months before we get back into that. Yeah. We're going to have a, we'll have a holiday episode where we can just like express all our anger towards the holidays, or anger and joy towards the holidays. <laughs> but I was what my topic is- What is your topic? Right. Uh, it's, it's also winter theme. My topic is hockey. We uh, we went and saw those games on Thursday, mm-hmm. and uh, had some great conversations about it. And it's you know it's the playoff season. I feel like it's a great time when people who aren't hockey fans and don't really watch during the season will tune in for the playoffs because playoff hockey is just so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So much more intensity, and like you get more so I think than any other sport, you get a casual fan who will just kind of tune in just for this. Um, they shake hands at the end of every series. They they do. It's very nice. You know it's. It's oh, I've always like found that interesting. It's the one sport where they fight the most. Like mm-hmm. they take time out of what they're playing to stop and fight each other, and the refs just kind of let it go on for a little while. But then at the end, it's the only sport where they shake hands with the other team. Like baseball, they all just congratulate each other and do a you know high five line down their own bench. But hockey's a very like unified sport at the end. It's nice. Yeah, I. Uh... I guess I've never really thought about that, the high-fiving part. Because when you're a kid, you, like, high-five the other team, like, no matter what you're playing. Like, you do the – everyone line up and high-five everyone yep. and be good sports about it. But then, yeah, it is weird, like, watching baseball. And they just the, – the team that loses just walks away. <laughs> the team that wins high-fives high fives each other. <laughs> um. Um, okay, let's talk hockey. Um, I – Vaguely know some answers to these questions that I'm going to ask you, but I know Matt doesn't. Just lob them up there. And you know what? (laughs) Our listeners don't. Um, When did you start enjoying hockey, liking hockey? What was your origin story with hockey? So, well, I think hockey goes back, like, I think one of, if not the first sport I really was into. Um, So I grew up in New Jersey. Um, I'm a Devils fan. And (laughs) when I was growing up, uh, the Devils were very good. They won their first cup in 95, which was a little before I started watching. Um, but when I really got into them, you know, they were they were always one of the best teams in the league. They won in 2000 when I was, I think, in third grade. Um, so kind of like from early on, it was really easy to, you know, get behind them and just be, you know, excited about them all the time. Um, my favorite player was Scott Gomez. And my favorite, the reason he was my favorite player is because he was from Alaska. And when I was eight years old, that was the coolest thing, <laughs> to have someone from Alaska where I didn't think people lived uh, playing hockey in New Jersey for, uh, for my favorite team. So, yeah. Um, they probably, I mean, <laughs> this could be easily fact-checked, but, like, the number of professional athletes that come from Alaska is probably very small. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's just, 
Like it's such a huge state, and I'm sure there's I don't know, fifty thousand, hundred thousand people in like the big cities, but it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of people that leave Alaska to go. It's a very un- uninformed uh, assumption. It's unique. It, it's a very unique place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I'd say like none of the cities are that big there, so it's like it'd be hard to have like a big concentration of like really like like that's a big thing with like how athletes get spotted, right? Is because they're in like they get known about somehow. Yeah. And it feels like it'd be harder to be like discovered in Alaska. Cause also your comp, like just because there's fewer people, you have like lesser competition. So like mm-hmm. even a really good athlete would look lesser because it's like, Oh, they're schooling a bunch of people that aren't very good or whatever. No offense to Alaska. I don't mean to say no, they're no, all no. bad at sports. I just mean any place that's like more spar- uh, sparsely populated, it's harder to get a good read. Do you have a, a lot of Alaskan uh, listeners that have reached out to you so far? Uh, I do actually have a, a list of the states people and oh. the frequency of which people listen to this from each state, but I don't think we have any Alaskan listeners. Um, well, if you listening to the podcast right now, know someone that lives in Alaska, that's, that's been to Alaska, share the pod with them. Let them know that, <laughs> that we Alaska maybe... made an appearance on the episode and, uh, really, I think, I think that's your market. You guys should really like try to corner that. I shouldn't have insulted them, or I not. I don't think I really did, but I, uh, I think what I said could be construed as insulting. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in Alaska and you were insulted by that, you should just hit us up TBD Podcast yeah. at uh, gmail dot com. Yes, um, I will say most of our listeners are from uh, New York. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, <laughs> a good uh, strong contingent from Ohio. Um, yeah, a strong contingent also from Massachusetts. I'll say that word. Um, <laughs> And other states too, but those are the those are the three big ones, I think. Uh, our families and whatnot and back home are listening, and then just people in New York, our friends. You find people, and all my and the downloads that I download count as that, just twice. I, each each episode gets downloaded <laughs> twice by me. So, um, okay, back to hockey. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, when the Devils won the Stanley Cup, which one? When you. Were, in 2000. Okay. I think they won once after that, too. They won. They won at 03 as well. Um, how did that feel? Oh, it felt fantastic. See, I when I was a kid, I was spoiled sports-wise. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a Devils fan. I got a lot of early championships before mm-hmm. the age of 12, 12. That the second half of my life so far, I really haven't had the same joy. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got set in winning ways early on, so that's why losing sometimes can be a lot harder for me to for mm-hmm. me to take. Truly, um, truly the opposite over here. All my teams were terrible while I was younger, and then became good. <laughs> now it's a great time for Boston sports. <laughs> it is pretty much right around the same time. Around like oh three oh four was when everything. Fl- mm. It was it was, yep. it was the three oh series lead didn't just change that series for the Red Sox and Yankees. It changed the entire New York Boston sports landscape. Yeah, of course. Of course, there's also the uh, the Patriots won a few in the. Early two thousands, right? Right. I um, try to block those out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to remind you about that. Uh, <laughs> I actually rooted for the Patriots the first uh, Super Bowl they were in, and then you realized your mistake very shortly after. Well, I mean, the first, well, the first one they were in. Well, here's, I mean, the like. Let me. I'll talk. I'll talk Boston hatred a little bit, but like, people didn't hate Boston sports in until like t- like two thousand like. I don't know, 2002 or 2003 or something. Like, it took the Patriots... Like, you can't hate the Patriots before they won the Super Bowl, which the first one was... I might... It was 01. Uh, 2001 was the first one. Or um, January of 02. 
Yeah. It was right around when Ohio State won their um, national championship. Ah, I should really know this, but I don't. And well, oops. so it was I remember it was right um it was the Super Bowl after 9/11. And I think that was a big part of why like the Patriots, like you know the American, you know, yeah. that was kind of I think why they everyone jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah, so like before that though, I mean, no one could hate I mean like there's no reason to dislike the Patriots. In fact, I think the I mean the reason they think generally people hate the Patriots is not just because they dislike the actual Patriots, but they dislike Patriots fans. <laughs> that seems to be like a big thing. So like they could, didn't really stand a chance to be obnoxious in like 1999 because they hadn't won yet. And then, um, and I think, cause I've always gotten the impression that people around the country dislike both Red Sox and Yankees fans now. <laughs> currently. That, that's fair. I think they have like wide fan bases, but if you're not a fan of, one of those two teams, then they're just in, like the Cowboys. It's very, like, yes, yes. It's like the Cowboys. So it's very obnoxious to outside people. Um, I feel like I need to say that one of my friends who I know listens to this podcast is a, a very big Patriots fan. And I just want to tell her that I um, love her. And um, I still don't like Gronk. <laughs> I feel oh, bad Gron- for him. Oh, Gronk. He seems like a, he seems like just like a goof. <laughs> I mean, he's fine. I just know that'll hurt her more than anyone else. Oh. He seems like someone I would really like to root for if it if he didn't play for my least favorite team. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know. I'm a little biased, but I'd say like the Patriots aren't as hateable as it is. Just people don't want them to win anymore. <laughs> like it's it's more in that direction than it is like I don't know. I mean, it's my feeling. It's sort of my feeling about the Yankees. Is like I don't necessarily hate the Yankees as much as I just don't want them to win anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely understand that um so it's yeah. been a while though and here we are a few a bunch of people with very differing opinions all having um tea nice and conversations. conversations and um okay so i'm gonna tell you what i know about the devils okay they won those cups they the did. 2004 one correct me if i'm wrong was against the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. It was. When they were still called the Mighty Ducks. And they were the Mighty Mighty Ducks. And they should never have changed that. No, I don't know why they did. Disney, I think, sold them. Or, so, yes, I think someone bought them from Disney. And, like, Disney owned the Mighty Because, like, that's when the team was started in, like, 93, I think. Right around when the, the Mighty Ducks movie came out. And that's where, like, the name came from. And the logo was kind of similar. And then when Disney sold them, they, they held on to the Mighty. Now they're just the Anaheim Ducks. Which is nice, you know. But it's not mm-hmm. not as fun. They must have, maybe they had to put the name in there for some reason. I know, like, that's like the Anaheim, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are called that because legally they have to have the word Anaheim in their name. Although, this is the first, the last year or this year was the first year they legally don't have to anymore. Okay. I don't know if there was, I don't know why that is the case. But yeah, they were that from, I think, 04 until, like, very recently. Now they're just back to the the Angels, the the Angels Angels. If you yeah. translate it down, <laughs> fun. Uh, they had it was like a it was like a lease with their stadium thing, or like because they got funding from the city of Anaheim that they had to call themselves there. Because I remember the lawsuit when they wanted because originally they were just called the Anaheim Angels. Before that, they were the California Angels, then the Anaheim Angels, Back and then they me. changed to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. To because Anaheim and L.A. are close, but they're not the same place, <laughs> and they but they wanted to trick people into like seeing their games or whatever like they're like oh it's the other los angeles team even though it'd be like um i don't know it's like calling something that's in new jersey like the new york something which is this actually happens. which yes. is actually true <laughs> on two occasions to both both the football both teams. teams yeah Although, um i will say as someone from new jersey who has just gotten used to the fact that the jets and giants play in new jersey but they're called new york it's still better than 
like the New York slash New Jersey Metro Stars or Hitman or like when there's a team that just like can't decide. Like you're just embrace it. You're either New York or you're New Jersey, and it's fine. Pick one. You could be like the. You couldn't you be like the Tri-State Giants? Sure. See, involve Connecticut. <laughs> Rolls in there. right off the tongue. Tri-State Giants. Um. Well, you know, don't put your stadium there or whatever. It's just. It's just. I mean, it's all greed, right? So whatever. Yeah. It's whoever could give them the most money. <laughs> I think it's interesting that's like the uh, the New York teams used to be like baseball. It used to be like the Brooklyn Dodgers. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't the New York Dodgers, and it was always the New York Yankees. But then, but they're the New York Giants. The baseball team played like in Manhattan, but they weren't the Manhattan Giants. I just think it's funny that it was the Brooklyn Dodgers yeah. of yeah. all of them. Like they could have all been the New York whatevers. And there's still the Brooklyn Nets. Like there's just, I guess, an you know, individualized passion from Brooklyn. Yeah. I think they should be called the Queens Mets. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Ebbets Field right around here somewhere? Um, that building, that building, the projects building that's sort of behind at my window. That's where Ebbets Field was. No way. So, yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> so, if anyone, I can put a picture. I'll put a, you know, that's a good picture I can put on our thing is what you just saw is the building that you see where Abbott's Field is. <laughs> you know, well, I, I don't want to date your podcast too because I know you like to keep it vague as to when it no, was it's fine. recorded. Uh, I've dated them multiple times. Okay, great. So, today is actually Jackie Robinson Day. So I did. It's yes, I saw on Twitter. Pretty uh, interesting. Although, see, it's disappointing because it's a really like not nice day outside in a lot of cities. And like, you know, on Jackie Robinson Day in baseball, Everyone wears number 42 in his honor because it's universally retired. There's already, last time I checked, like four games were canceled today because of rain. And they just won't. All those uniforms are printed up with all those 42s. Well, they'll wear wear them tomorrow. Will they? Yeah. Oh, Usually that's what happens. Well, that's nice when they do that. I know, like, they also had, like, um, uh, Stoneham Douglas uh, when the the, the shooting thing. So they had, like, commemorative. There was this game in spring training where they all wore Stoneham Douglas baseball hats and like the teams that weren't playing on that day just wore them like the next day mm. um and those all went to those were all auctioned off for charity it's pretty cool little thing uh and then usually like yeah if it's like a father's day or mother's day thing if those ever, whenever those get rained out because they they'll do like pink and blue bats mm-hmm. <laughs> uh because that's like charity would lose a lot of if they cancel those things they like lose a lot of money because they they probably jackie robinson they probably auction off all those jerseys or something so they make they do a lot of good with the those things. Okay, uh, we're gonna bring it back to hockey. Great, yes. We can have this be baseball slash hockey, but <laughs> it's like sportsish it's themed. Sports generally. LeBron was mentioned. Oh, love him. <laughs> um, I don't know if after two thousand four they won another Stanley Cup. Um, they have not. They were in it in twenty twelve. They had no business being there, but they lost to the Los Angeles Kings. Oh, I remember that. I mean, I remember the Kings. I don't remember that. Devil's part. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's what happens when you finish in second. No one remembers. <laughs> you, you remember the victors. <laughs> yep. Um, but then they were very bad. They've they've been gone through a rough stretch the past few years. I mean, they were even in the span between 20, 2003 and twenty twelve. They were in the playoffs like all but maybe one or two years. Like they've mm-hmm. always just been a very good team and always in it. And then yeah, I mean, they had the greatest goaltender of all time, Artur Dor. Noted terrible person. Though. Noted terrible person. He's got some family problems at home. You know, he's got some stuff he's got to work out. I think we kind of have talked about this and. Roughly pinning 60-40 of the blame on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a great person. Great goaltender. Uh, I mean, that's fair. Fantastic at his profession. Um, and so, I mean, he was there for like 20 years, you know, really carried him out and then he retired. And uh, so it's been rough, but they're back in it for the first time this year. They got a little gift last year um, because the way the uh, NHL does their draft is all the teams that don't make the playoffs enter a lottery. 
and um, they basically they lottery pick the first three teams, and the rest kind of fall in line for where their standings were. And the Devils didn't have great odds, and somehow pulled the number one pick last year, which was huge for them. Wow. Kind of accelerated their track, so they got they drafted a kid named Nico Heischer, who's from Switzerland. Uh, he's 19, he's phenomenal, and he's going to be better than Gretzky one day. <laughs> Don't quote me on that, because mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely in the moment, just really happy about how he's doing. Um, <laughs> if I ever play a hockey game, video game named after him, I'll know he's famous. Because I, I, I remember Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey, uh, which maybe existed before you guys were old enough to play video games. <laughs> it's an old video game, but it was very fun. Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsor us, Ryan Gretzky. Uh, <laughs> hey, Wayne. Uh, I think it was like a Super Nintendo game, and so it has existed for like 20 years. <laughs> I think hockey's always had the best sports video games. Um, uh, I mean, baseball's my favorite sport, but I I don't really like baseball video games. I like Mario baseball. I like, I'll play any Mario version of a game. <laughs> Mario Tennis was, was one Mario of Tennis. Games. They're going to have a new Mario Tennis coming really? out next month, this month, soon. A new Mario Tennis, and I'm like super excited about it. <laughs> That's a great piece of news I just learned. I'm really excited. Um, can I tell you? I'm gonna can I tie this back into hockey. Well, we were talking about hockey video. I know, games, but tie, but, yeah. can, tie it back into my <laughs> hockey. Yes. Um, so as discussed, I'm a Blue Jackets fan. Um, and this year, um, they had a 19 year old who got a hat trick, Pierre Luc Dubois. I love him, don't love that he's 19 because it stresses me out. <laughs> um, but after he got the hat trick, someone asked him, like, if he's ever gotten a hat trick while playing video games. And he said, yes, I put it on rookie mode. So it's easier for me to score. Fantastic. Um, Anyways, I love him. I, uh, I'll have, I have my, so you said, you said you think they're the best sports video games. I'm going to have my, my take on what hockey, like (laughs) hockey in the grand scheme of the world. I think it is the sport that benefited the most from HD television. I would agree with that. I remember watching, I feel like hockey on TV was like unwatchable when it was just like on a regular older TVs. And I used to go to like, we talked about this when we watched hockey the other day. I used to go to my local hockey team all the time. The Worcester Ice Cats. Um, I wish I, uh, go Scratch. That was our mascot. His name was Scratch. (laughs) Uh, Isn't Scratch another term for some sort of drug? uh, Probably. I mean, I don't know that much about drugs. It sounds like it probably is. I don't either. So I don't know. Um, I didn't really like watching on TV ever. It was just like really bad. And then I, when HD TV came out and you could like actually see the hockey puck and you could actually see, I think this is what I thought was weird is like, you could never see, usually the TV would be focused on who had the puck. And then, so if they passed or shot it, like the camera would have to move really fast or they'd have to like cut to another person. But now the camera can be like zoomed out enough where you can actually see both the person with the puck and the person they're passing it to in like one camera shot the only time you don't see it is if they are you know hitting the puck just way to the other side of the ice mm-hmm. uh but way more than any other sport i think hd tv like helped make it a lot better i would agree with that that makes a lot of sense soccer can be that way too where like you just have 22 people running around and they're all just going after one yeah i never watched soccer before hd television existed <laughs> yeah <it's> fair <laughs> i did not either i think that was like the thing like the other sports i can remember remember watching as a kid but I never watched soccer. I watch soccer now, but I never watched it as a kid. Um, I played it as a kid. It's my favorite sport to play. <laughs> what, what position were you? Um, I was often, I was often a midfielder. I'd play like either left or right midfield, and it's because I was and still am a very good runner. So I could go 
I could easily go from like one end of the field to the other end of the field. And I could like sprint with people really well where like forwards tend to like, you know, they'll stay on the front end and the defenders will stay on the back end. I could really play. I could not be a goalie. I was never a goalie. (laughs) And I was also not great if I was in the center. Like I I usually played left or right sides. And I think it just was, I don't know, maybe I wasn't very good at turning around or something. (laughs) So I was like really good. Like if I had to defend like a side, I was a lot better. I used to like to play forward because I would just kind of cherry pick a lot and just like wait for someone to come past the ball to me. And then I would inevitably miss the shot. And then I, that's why my soccer career lasted about two years, which is probably a lot longer than it should have lasted. Do you guys want to hear about my soccer career? Yes. Yes. So I love to watch sports. Really into the storylines of sports. Athletic-wise, um, I'll just say it. I, I can't play sports. Um, I have a bad sense of left and right. <laughs> I really have no control over my body. Um, but so I was playing soccer. <laughs> I'm going to say I was in like second grade. And I was not good. And my mom, I don't 100% remember this story, but I do remember being very bad at soccer. And my mom was like, why were you jumping over the white lines? You weren't paying attention to the game. <laughs> and I was like, the sharks are in the white lines. <laughs> <laughs> I had made up a story to make the game funner for myself yeah, about that sounds sharks. Weird. That was me. I played baseball when I was like really young and it bored me. So it bored me crazy. And I wasn't, I can play, I, I haven't in a little bit, but I used, I, I played softball like as an adult, like I've done softball leagues and that is fun. And I'm pretty good at it. Like I can play like shortstop. Like I'm not a bad. <laughs> okay. Derek uh, Jeter. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, not, not my, I'm no Derek Jeter. <laughs> I ranged to my left. Oh, that was too soon um, and slightly uncalled for. <laughs> um, he doesn't like the Yankees anymore. So nope, he's just he's ruining a different team. Yeah, he's he felt uncomfortable coming to New York because he owns a, he owns a different baseball team. I do now, know that, and they're mm-hmm. playing the Yankees starting tomorrow. Yeah, that's and right. And he's not coming to the games because really? he said it would make it made him uncomfortable. They thought of it was uncomfortable to him or whatever. So he thanks for John Carlo. Uh, he uh, <laughs> quick. I'll come, I'm coming back to my baseball story, but I watched like uh, the Red Sox like played in Miami already this year, and Derek Jeter was sitting there with Jorge Posada watching the game, and I was like, oh, these Yankee guys watching whatever, and because they're playing the Red Sox and they're in Miami, David Ortiz was also there, and like cut to so they showed Jeter and posada sitting together and then they cut to ortiz sitting somewhere else and these you know former red sox former yankees and also not at a yankees game at a marlins game and then they show like derek uh ortiz just goes and sits with derek jeter and jorge posada and he's just sitting there and like talking their ears off they're not saying anything (laughs) uh but i i guess they're probably all good friends and ortiz seems like the most friendly person possibly ever like anytime you watch him on tv you're like wow i wish i could be as friendly as him <laughs> see i never liked like when he was still with the red sox and like robinson cano was in the yankees the two of them whenever they were playing like in boston they'd go out to dinner together like before or after the game like i as a as a fan of someone on one of those teams i don't like that like i don't like especially in a heated rivalry between like the yankees and red sox i don't want the star of my team going out and fraternizing and have going to dinner and being friends with like the star of the team that I, they're their biggest rival, you know, like they should carry that off the field. Yeah. I, I it's like, just like wrestling. Uh, it should be like pro wrestling where they like continue their feuds yeah. off, off uh, camera. Cause they don't want, like if one of them has to pretend they have like a broken arm in wrestling or whatever, they have to be injured in some way. They'll like wear a sling around, even though they're 
not actually hurt. It's very, you got to keep it going. And if you try to address them by like not their wrestling name, like some of them will like won't respond or whatever. Their method. Um, I can appreciate it. Um, I don't know if I mind it. When I, the Blue Jags players that I follow, if they tweet like a picture of themselves with like getting dinner with like other people, I'm like, oh, that's cute. They're friends. I guess I don't. But also when you play on the ice, I do expect you to punch them in the face. Yes, right. It's like, when, I don't know. If they're going to play a game like that same night, I don't want to see them hanging out right before it. I'm like, no, but I hate, I'm supposed to hate them. Right. Maybe not like the day before, the day after. I appreciate a day after. Sure. <laughs> uh, I do want to make sure I don't, forget to finish that I oh yeah go <laughs> baseball so you played baseball and i i was bad or i don't know if i was bad i just always got put in right field and it's like i never got a chance to be good and that is the place you go if you are bad and it is a place you go when you are bored and i would just like i'd throw my glove in the air i'd play i just like <laughs> you do weird shit like that and you're like you you see like oh what would it look like if i watched the whole game with the glove over my face or whatever like you do stupid stuff to keep yourself entertained and it's like and i hated I also hated batting. I got hit square in the head once. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually have a memory. I think this is incorrect too, the way that I was judged, but I was like running from, like I got a hit and I was running from, you know, home to first base and I wasn't even close. Like I was like halfway between where I started and where I was supposed to be. Like I wasn't like I was at first base yet and I got hit in the head with a, like someone just threw the ball at me instead of like tagging me out or throwing it to first or whatever. I don't know if, they, if it was like a bad throw to first, but they pegged me in the head and like it knocked me over. <laughs> and I was, I mean, I was pretty young. I was, cause I quit playing soccer. I started playing soccer when I quit baseball and that was like third grade. So I must've, I just must've been second grade or younger. And then I got knocked over and people had to like come over and like make sure I was okay. I mean, it got hit. I was wearing a helmet, but uh, I was finally like fine. And then they were like, okay, well you're out. <laughs> was like i don't know like looking back at it I'm like i'm not sure that's the right way the right call i think you should be like the if place should be just hurt. dead or whatever and then i should be i mean technically no i did not make it to first but also the <laughs> other person i mean in the majors that's not like breaking a rule necessarily but i think when it's little kids that's breaking a rule and therefore the kid who broke the rule should be punished <laughs> i was going to ask, can you throw, like, literally throw a ball at someone, and does that count as an out? It I don't is, think I've ever seen it happen before. It is not an out. No. Okay. No. You can't peg people uh, in baseball. You can do it in kickball, though, So it's a fun thing to play. So if, like, um, so if you if you hit a player in, like, the in the major, major league baseball, if you hit a player with the ball like that, um, it's it's nothing. It's just like, it hits off them. Like it's not an out, okay. but it also like, doesn't mean anything. Like, so like, uh, if you're like the common way that this could potentially happen is like, you have a runner on first and then the batter hits like a ground ball. So then it's a double play. So then someone throws it to second base, gets that out. And then the second baseman tries to throw it to first, but you have a guy running at you. Um, which is one of the reasons that people slide in that circumstance. Uh, but, if that person doesn't slide or whatever, that second baseman can throw the baseball straight at their face if they desire to. Um, but it's like one of the reasons you like want. I mean, they don't want to cause they want to get the out. <laughs> cause if they hit you, there's not, they don't get the out or whatever. And actually um, something very similar happened yesterday. Um, the Cubs were playing, they're down 10 to two and then they went on a crazy run 
And in the eighth inning, they scored like eight or something runs. But nine. Nine runs. I think it was nine runs. So one of them was uh, the bases were loaded. They had just, the Braves had just walked in two runs in a row. Um, and That's some bad pitching. It was it was a rough, rough go for them. Uh, the pitcher threw a wild pitch. So the runner from third comes around and he scores. While the catcher goes back to get the ball, he tries to throw it to the pitcher who's covering the plate, throws it past the pitcher, and the ball sails to one of the infielders. So meanwhile, all these runners are still coming around the bases. So now the guy who was on second is running home to try to score. So the infielder that picked the ball up throws it back home, and it bounces off of the runner's helmet as he's scoring, sails towards like the dugout, and a third run comes around and scores on the same wild pitch play. Yeah. It was insane. Do you know two things about that? One, that definitely wasn't John Smoltz pitching. High five it for my reference for the Braves. Nicely done. <laughs> um, I worked really hard on that one. I couldn't think of any other <laughs> picture they had. The second one was at that point you're like, oh, thank God, all of those runners are, are in. okay. Or no, just like through because you couldn't really have. I mean, you could have maybe one more person score, but you can only have four people on base at a time. Three plus a guy. That no, yeah, exactly. Right. So. It's like a relief that it's over. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Then I think they got out of the inning after that. Yeah. After that horrendous display of poor baseball. Um, I do want to make sure we get back to oh, hockey. Yes. And hockey ties into that because Atlanta used to have a hockey team. I don't? Now, no, they're in Winnipeg now. Oh, yes. Um, the Jets. The Jets. They're doing very good. They do a cool thing where uh, I think Winnipeg is it's either the smallest city as an NHL team, or it's the smallest arena. I forget which one. But all the fans for the home playoff games get dressed up in all white and do a whiteout, and it's really cool to see. They go crazy. Hmm. Like, obviously, the ice is white. All the fans are wearing white. It's oh, like yeah. the whole place is It's hurt the insane. eyes. <laughs> it, it can be a lot to look at. Like, I get that way, like, when we were watching three hockey games at once. We were probably watching hockey for, like, four or five hours, just staring at a white TV mm-hmm. for a very long time. My eyes took a lot of time to adjust to that. Yeah, I put eye drops in my eyes these days, so I I kind of needed it after that. <laughs> it's a new th- it's a new thing in my life. I hydrate my eyes now. I give them little beverages. <laughs> uh, who do you think would be? This is a question. This is a this is like a really old question. I used to, I don't know. Sometimes I would just ask weird questions for the sake of conversation. But this I feel like ties into everything we've talked about. Who do you think would be better um, playing the wrong sport? Hockey players playing baseball or baseball players playing hockey? I feel like there's not a lot of overlap between those two sports. But nope. <laughs> so really good stick athlete. handling. That's true. Yep. I mean, I mean, Sidney Crosby would be great at baseball. He did just have that goal last week. He has in like the past three weeks has had two goals where he like swings it in. Yep. I I do. I think part of my thinking is that it would be really goofy watching them try to play each other's sports. Like I think that's where this comes from. Is like. I feel like they would be like a little lost. I mean, certainly like the f- like hockey players would be fine at running, right. but like baseball players may not be so great at skating. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Um, but I do think I feel like it would be easier for a hockey player to go to baseball than a baseball player to go to hockey because of the added element of the skates. Uh, but I guess here's the the thing though is like hockey players don't ever throw. Oh, that's true. It is. Yeah. Well, see, the way I look at it is like baseball is very, like all the action is focused around one place at one time always. Either the pitcher has the ball, he's throwing it to the catcher, or once the hitter hits it, it goes to a certain place in the field. And only one person is really doing the action. Like someone will set themselves up for a cutoff, but it's a lot of standing around watching another part of this gigantic field where something's going on. 
Yeah. The hockey rink's a lot smaller, and obviously the puck moves around faster and the action's constantly moving, but there's a lot of things going on away from just where the puck is. And I feel like hockey players would be better at like, like they could focus on, oh, you know, fielding a ball or like wherever the individual action is, as opposed to baseball players having to work together on a constantly moving, you know, sequence of events, I feel like would be a lot tougher for them to have to adjust to. That's true. That actually inspires a second question I'm going to ask. Who do you think would fight more, hockey players playing baseball or baseball players playing hockey? And here's what I have to say about that. I think baseball players probably would fight each other more if it was like allowed. But also, I feel like hockey players would be so used to fighting each other that even though they're on a baseball field, they'd still want to fight each other. (laughs) See, baseball, all those fights are because like someone in the fight is really uptight about like stuffy unwritten rules, which like I... I love seeing baseball brawls. I never get tired of those. They're the best because they're so rare. Yeah. And when they happen, like, the bullpen's running 200 feet in to get there just as it's <laughs> starting to break up and have to walking slowly back out. Like, there's so many great things about them. But usually, it's it, they're all based in, like, some stuffy unwritten rule that, like, really shouldn't be such an issue, like flipping a bat or, like, you know, this thing that someone didn't do 70 years ago that now... But so do do you think like, so if if you had baseball players playing hockey, though, do you think like the first time anyone gets slammed into the boards, like everyone gets wants to fight each other? Like any little infraction would be just like everyone wants to fist fight. (laughs) Yeah. The guys that are up, the three guys that get scratched before every game, they're up in the press box. They'd go into the elevator. They'd take the elevator down to ice level. They'd walk out onto the ice just as the fight was wrapping up and then have to go back upstairs. I think you'd have a similar. uh, But I think like hockey players coming over to play baseball. They don't have that, like, oh, well, you know, in, in 1947, it wasn't allowed to flip a bat, so players shouldn't be allowed to flip a bat. They don't have that same, like, you know, historical background of having come up with those rules. So I think they just wouldn't care about some of the petty stuff that leads to a lot of baseball yeah. brawls. Yeah, I also think, like, hockey fights come from, it's like a much more physical game. Like, you're checking people, you're doing hits, you're like, but in a baseball stadium, I feel like you're so much more spread out. Like, so they wouldn't have as much being like, stop hitting my guys, dudes. <laughs> the only, so that, That's my man impression. <laughs> we just say dudes a lot um, as guys. We Bro. say dudes. Brass. Uh, Chief. I think, I think to me, like, I think that where I would see hockey players fighting each other in a baseball game, <laughs> this is a fun hypothetical, <laughs> is... Anytime, like, if the pitcher hits a player, right? So, oh, like, that's a big brawl thing. So, it's like, happening. I feel like every time that happens, like, in baseball, it's, like, sometimes a player gets hit and, like, the player just takes their... Mo- usually, the player just takes their, their base. I'd say, like, one in 10, does it, like, result in... Or one in 20, does it result in, like, a fight? But I feel like if it was hockey players, it'd be, like, any time that happens, it'd be, like, let's fight this out. Because, <laughs> like, I guess in hockey, there is, like, that sense, like, everyone's is wearing, like, a helmet, and you are a little bit more, like neutral looking like all the like i know they play positions and they like cover each other and stuff and so like a lot of times like this one forward would be near this one defender um but in baseball there's a lot more of that like direct face-off pitcher versus batter so therefore you at least you have like almost your laser focus like if this guy messes with me i'm gonna fight him <laughs> uh and there's the the, yeah. the the tension that builds to that like you know if, if if you're pitching and i'm hitting and you hit me in the third inning i know in three innings i'm gonna face you again yeah like you know it, you, you know it's coming it's going to come back around or like, even if it's not today, like we're going to play each other next week. And at some point we're going to face each other again. Whereas like with hockey, it's a lot quicker because you know, the line changes, you know, every couple minutes, but also like there's just, there's a lot more chances to just take care of it real quick. And the tension doesn't build to it so much. You know, if, if you hit me into the boards, I'm just going to come find you in five seconds and go do the same thing to you. And then it's over. 
I will add one more wrinkle that I just thought of is that hockey has timeout or not timeouts. I call them timeouts. This is not what I mean to say. They will put you in timeout. <laughs> if, they they if, do have a yes. If you have a penalty, they will put you away. And I feel like <laughs> in some ways that's that was a timeout. <laughs> like if they didn't do that, like there probably would be more fights because people would like want like if someone if someone did something that would normally have been a penalty, like let's say hooking or something, then the penalty is that they get put in the penalty box. But you could imagine a world where that isn't a penalty and then there's more like people trying to hurt each other like intentionally like being like well i'm gonna if you're gonna do that penalty on me and there's no recourse i'm going to fight you where so in baseball there is no i mean you can get ejected but if you do something like wrong to somebody there's no like putting you in timeout (laughs) yeah you need i mean even like you know people get road rage driving down the road like you need when something crazy happens and you get really emotional and invested in it you need to take a minute and just like take a deep breath you know forget about it get kind of more centered and Penalty box is great for that. Yeah. Um, um, I have a story somewhat connected to this. I'm going to just keep bringing up Blue Jackets players. Um, this is really an excuse for me to bring up my Blue Jackets players. Um, mm-hmm. One story. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, so earlier today I was reading, and I it's one of the Blue Jackets' best defensemen. I'd say one of the best defensemen in the NHL, uh, <laughs> Seth Jones. Um, his dad played base basketball. Basketball. And... I was reading about that, that like he and his brother wanted to play inline skate hockey. And then when it became winter, they wanted to play, he wanted to play ice hockey, but their dad didn't know anything about hockey, but they played at the same building as the Colorado Avalanche. So I don't know which basketball team that is. I read it earlier. Nuggets? Yes. Okay. Um, And he asked, he was like on an elevator with one of the Denver or the Colorado Avalanche players, Joe Sakic, 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 and he was like, "Just have him skate, like practice skating, because he has no problem being athletic. He's your son, and that's how he played hockey." Wow! So apparently, there are ties between basketball and hockey. <laughs> Great advice from a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Well, if you're athletic, all you got to do is just put on skates, and you can play hockey. Yeah. I mean, he had to practice the skating. That he said that's like the one thing he needed to like have practice on. Anyways, that's why baseball players couldn't play hockey. They don't skate. Yeah, nope. but hockey players can walk and run. Yeah, we can they? Well, we don't know. Well, we—it's safe to assume. Um, I wonder. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they can, but I'm wondering like the difference in muscle growth between like skating and running. Like, I'm sure they can run, but like, I wonder if the, I wonder if skating helps them be better runners. Interesting. Because I know running, like here's like these are very different physical activities, but like running and swimming are not compatible muscle wise. Hmm. Um, so like running won't make you a better swimmer, and swimming won't make you a better runner, other than lung capacity and things like that. But like muscle wise, they are not helpful. That makes sense, right? Because running feels like it's more of a lower leg thing, and swimming's probably like upper leg. Yeah, I just I feel like in some way it should matter. I mean, maybe it does probably matter in some small way, but like it doesn't really matter that much so like a really good swimmer might be an awful runner <laughs> even though they're both like very athletic people so Anyways. michael phelps are you saying like we could all take michael phelps in a race we definitely could yeah no problem uh in a maybe, running maybe race. maybe i don't know i'm not here to I'm, i honestly like i don't know he could be awful at running like he's got all these weird muscles i don't know <laughs> um let's tie this into harry potter <laughs> today's um, topic harry potter in the fourth book um goblet of fire starts out with the quidditch world cup and victor crumb is amazing on a broom 
But when you see him later, he like had he like was a little clumsy, a little awkward, and Harry's like, oh, like his home is on a broom. <laughs> Anyways, I do think there's a, a big difference between riding a broom and walking. Yes, not all true. sports are related. I don't think you. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think you have to be in great great shape to play Quidditch. Uh, no, you just have to have like hand eye. Yeah, balance is probably big on on the broom. Yeah. Um, used to be magical too, right? Yeah, That's I true. mean, Harry definitely never worked out. I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, he I don't never remember did. too many scenes in the Harry Potter books where they were just like in the gym. Yeah, did a lot of waving. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wand, core, yes, core wrist movement. <laughs> yep, it's huge. Prevents carpal tunnel. Um, so Andrew, we have to wrap up this segment. Sadly, but I wanted to know if you had anything more you wanted to say about hockey before we moved on. Um. Well, I I am very excited to watch the Devils in the playoffs. I, I don't think it's going to be last very long. They're <laughs> good, but not that good this year. Hey, they they were be- better than they people expected them to be. That's very true. They shouldn't have been in the playoffs this year, yeah. and they were pretty much good all season. It's the, the future's right ahead. Um, but I think once they're out of it, probably not too far in the future. Uh, <laughs> I'm really excited. To, I'm all about. I know Emily, you're not, and I'm kind of interested why that is. I'm all about the Vegas Golden Knights bandwagon. This team that a year and nope, a year ago didn't exist at all. I saw yesterday that a year ago they hired their coach. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I think I had like three people working for the organization yeah. at that point. And now, I mean, they took all of the other teams, like 12th best players that the other teams were like, yeah, we don't really need this guy. You can have William Carlson. Hey. And then he scored 40 goals and mm-hmm. out of nowhere. So I'll say that's why I don't. Love them. Oh, but you didn't... Who was the guy that they were like... Because they worked at a deal so they so wouldn't take someone they, else. They mostly did it to protect Josh Anderson. Okay. Whom I am happy they protected. Um, Andy, although he got ejected in the first game, but it was... That's a different topic. It was too harsh. <laughs> it was too harsh. Um, but William Carlson did not show this with the Blue Jackets. And I don't know if that's because he wasn't on the right line or just he wasn't there yet, but... Then he went to the Golden Knights and scored so many goals. <laughs> yeah, I think he's like third or fourth in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's okay because I still have high hopes for I mean, I still like him. He is best friends with Alexander Winberg, which is one of the people I was referencing earlier having dinner together. And I was like, oh, that's oh, cute. They're okay. best friends. It's not his fault he had to go there. No, it's not right. his fault. It's out of his control. Um, I just... I just... And also the Blue Jackets were an expansion team and they didn't get good until now <laughs> <laughs> well that was the funny thing so i think it was on friday the golden knights they played their first playoff game and they won so they won their first playoff game in franchise history and on the same day the winnipeg jets won their first playoff game in expansion in playoff history um but the jets had were an expansion team 20 years ago so it took them <laughs> 20 years to do what it took the golden knights yeah one year to do on the same night those new teams is it well typically they get brought into um smaller markets right because all the bigger markets typically already have a team yeah. so then it like gets really hard to like pull something together i think about it in baseball because like miami and tampa bay have been we're bad for so long and it's just like they have they have smaller fan bases i don't mean to tease it but they're like tampa bay is not as big of a place as new york or boston or yeah. philadelphia or and there's cleveland even <laughs> i hate the Marlins. Man, I, I don't, we don't have time to talk. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. We'll get into baseball. We'll do baseball talk sometime. You know, I'm, you know, I'm down for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, go Vegas. Go Great. Vegas. I love it. 
Well, thank you, Andrew, for bringing hockey and whatever else we talked about in that All segment. Things. It was fun. Yeah. Um, we have a corrections corner. Yes. Carly's, Carly's, Carly's corner. corner. We have Carly's corner. Um, in the last episode that aired, but not the last episode that we are going to have We're when talking you hear this. 006. Um, the, the episode where um, Matt discusses emo music, I say the statement that on my Twitter, I follow 40% Blue Jackets players. 40% liberal politics, 10% my friends. But as my mom pointed out, that only equals 90%. Um, so just to adjust my math, 45 Blue Jackets players. 45% Blue 45%. Jackets players. 45% liberal politics, 10% friends. Let me run that. That is 100%. Okay. Um, I have a, uh, I guess I have a small correction that I, I was listening to that episode and I was like, oh, I said a thing that I wasn't sure about in it. And I was talking about the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack because you asked me if Dashboard Confessional was emo or around that early. And I will say the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack came out in 2004. Uh, and indeed, Dashboard Confessional's song Vindicated was on that album. I am vindicated. I am selfish. I am strong. Wrong. <laughs> I, I swear I'm right. I swear I knew it all along. That's the song. There you go. And here's a few, just a few other uh, things that are considered emo at that time. And there's the Ataris, uh, Midtown, Taking Back Sunday, Maroon 5, which I'm not sure I put in that, but I guess this is before they were a big, huge pop band. Uh, Yellow Card, Jet. Oh, I did love Yellow Card. Uh, these are just, this, that's a few of them. So there's a few of them. I did not like Yellow Card. I've seen them live too. You don't like Ocean Avenue? <laughs> um, that's, I found that song annoying. <laughs> because you heard it like a hundred times? I love Ocean Avenue. I don't know. There's a place off Ocean Avenue where I used to sit and talk with you. We were both 16 and it felt so right. St- staying up late, sleeping in a... I don't know the words. <laughs> I lost it. I lost it at the end. It's okay. Uh, there's an Ocean Avenue right near my apartment. It's a uh, little town over that way, Ocean Avenue. Um, Andrew. Yes. Do you have any plugs? Um, I would like to plug that you should check out my Twitter feed. I tweet things that are just thoughts in my brain and put them out there for people to read. What is it? It is at. At. Andrew. Andrew. Adams. Adams. One. One. The, the, yeah, the I really, num- numeral one. I, I feel like I'm, I'm treating this with, with such seriousness that I want people, like I need people to follow me on Twitter. No, I, I, have, no, I have nothing to plug let at us, all. Let us know if uh, just... anyone follows you from this podcast. It's an inter- interesting experiment. <laughs> um, is that all you're going to plug? Uh, yeah, I got, I got nothing. I'm just, you know, just going through life. You're not going to plug anything else? Um, I mean, I am on this. Uh, I am on an improv team in the great city of New York City. The team is called Alpaca. Hell yeah. And uh, Emily is also coincidentally entirely on that team. Uh, yeah, we do shows and you should come see them because mm-hmm. they are funny most of the time. Um, I can, is that accurate? I can sponsor this <laughs> plug. I've seen them. They seem funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you guys a couple of times actually. <laughs> That's but true. I've been to your, your, your shows and I've seen you in not your show. And actually I booked you on a show with Jazzercise once. Oh, that's true. The trifecta. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the holy trinity of knowing <laughs> how an improv team is. Uh, all right, did we, any, we have anything else we need to say? I don't think so. I think it needs to be drawn attention to because I didn't. I've never heard you guys talk about it, and it was the first and main thing I've looked at this entire time I've been in your apartment is the aim pillow behind your shoulder. It is fantastic. Oh, yeah, I forgot to talk about it. Uh, I, I just I love it. 
I just wanted to call attention to it. You guys should take a picture and post it on your uh, on your feeds. Yeah, well, I'll take a picture of it, and someday maybe I'll tell you I'll tell the story of this uh, aim person. But there is not time it. for that today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is it's a longer story. Uh, I mean, not that long, but longer than we have because this is already longer than I. I we're going to get better this time. <laughs> I think. Um, okay. Uh, please make sure you rate, subscribe, review. Uh, check us out at the iTunes and, um, uh, you know, send us, uh, any feedback or whatever at, uh, TBD podcast at gmail.com. If you want to sponsor us, please hit us up. Let us Can know. I just like pay you guys and like, you say like TBD is presented by Andrew Adams. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like he's really cool. Like that's just like, if you give us money, line. we might change it to just Andrew Adams, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the podcast. Yeah. Andrew Adams presents TBD. Yeah. With Matt and Emily featuring someone else. Yeah. Great. Oh, it's so long. Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim. <laughs> we'll uh, work out the logistics. Anyways. Well, thank you for li- for listening. Uh, this has been TBD. With Matt and Emily. Okay. See you Bye. next week. Bye.